Welcome to the Grace on a Mission podcast, reflections on the depth and width of God's love for us. Grace on a Mission is a weekly podcast of the sermons from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Garland, Texas. We invite you to visit us at gloriadaygarland.org. Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Weddings. Have you been to a wedding lately? I have uh, done a few weddings. And I also remember a couple of years ago when my daughter and her soon-to-be husband were preparing for their wedding. And one of the things they had to do is make a guest list. They had to decide who was in and who was out. Who, who could they invite? They had a limited amount of space. And so they couldn't just invite everybody they know. And so they had to go through the process of who should be at the wedding and at the wedding banquet. And it was tough to to do that because they really wanted a a lot of people there to celebrate with them. But we, of course, um, couldn't afford to do that. So um, they had to limit. And I also think of a, uh, a couple I married just earlier in this month, and they were supposed to get married in May, but because of the pandemic, they had to postpone it and they moved it to September and to an outdoor venue. And also they had to go about cutting their invitations in half. So can you imagine trying to decide, well, who, who, who do we now uninvite to the wedding? Because the facility uh, was limiting the participants they could have at the venue. It's a tricky thing, isn't it? Uh, weddings and Uh, But they're a big deal, right? They're a big deal, so we want to invite everyone. Well, now we've got this parable that Jesus tells. And boy, these these parables in Matthew, they are some doozies. And and, and it it has really been a challenge to really dig into this one for me this week. I I have read so much. And and I got to say, if I'm upfront and honest, I just really wrestle with what is Jesus really trying to say to us in this parable of the banquet, the wedding banquet. Um, the, I would rather be, be preaching on the Luke 14 version of the banquet. It's much more nice and clean. This one is filled with violence and people being thrown out and, and bound and thrown out. And, and it's just like, what is going on here? Why does Jesus use such harsh language to make his point. Well, let's look at it and uh, we'll see if we can get something out of it. I know we will. Um, it's, a, it's a really interesting uh, parable. And I was in a text study on Tuesday with some other pastors and we are all just really wrestling with, how do you talk about this kind of a story that Jesus tells? Why is the king so enraged that people didn't want to come to the wedding? Why is the king, who is this king? And why is he so violent towards the guest who has no robe? Can you imagine being thrown out of a wedding because you weren't wearing the right clothes? He calls him friend. And something I read is that Matthew uses the word friend. And and whenever he uses the word friend, something bad is going to happen. So he says friend. And when when he addresses the man that's not wearing a robe, and I laughed when I saw, you know, this is probably one time you don't want to put use What a Friend We Have in Jesus as one of the songs for the day. 
But it's important to look at the context, of course, of, of what is going on here. Of course, Jesus is speaking again to the scribes, the, religi the religious leaders who continue to give him a hard time to um, uh, really not accept who he claims to be, even though many people have accepted who he is. Um, but it's important to look at the context. And, and in this day and age, a king um, who prepared a wedding banquet, it would be sort of this social status thing of like how many people and who gets to go to the banquet. So it would be kind of a big deal if you got invited to this banquet and, and the person uh, putting on the wedding banquet was, would be trying to puff themselves up and, and show their social status by this elaborate wedding. I think sometimes we do that, don't we? We, we do elaborate things to show how much we have and, uh, and it excludes a lot of people, those that don't have. Uh, this isn't one of those sort of utopian open tables kind of weddings. This is uh, a king who's doing this for his son. And when peop and people are just, whatever, eh, I don't really want to go. I'm going back to the farm. I'm going back to my business. And he just goes off the handle. And he um, has his servants go out and, and find these people. And uh, they just aren't having it. In fact, one group even um, kills the servants when they come, come out there. It's a crazy story. But I wonder, where is God in this? Where is Jesus in this? Where are we in this story? Well, a lot of times we might say, well, the king, that's God. Well, that's problematic for me because... I don't see our God as a violent God because a big shift in the New Testament happens. Our God becomes a sacrificial God. A God, God becomes a God who loves us so much that he, he sacrifices his only son. That's not the God of violence. So what's going on here? Who is the king? And what... What is this banquet all about? And, and why do the servants go out and just gather anybody, good and bad, it says, on the street to come to the banquet when the others don't accept the invitation? And why does this one person who doesn't wear a robe get thrown out? Well, certainly this king is wielding his power. I would not associate this king with God. And it's also something that's contextual is that oftentimes when people came to a wedding, they would be handed a robe as they entered. So this person defied the powers that be and did not wear a robe, didn't do what the custom was. I wonder if that reminds us of anyone. Perhaps the Jesus we know of the Gospels, the one who challenges the scribes, the one who says eating on the Sabbath is not as bad as you're making it out to be. The one who said the greatest of the commandments is to love God and love our neighbor. He always is going against the scribes. He is the one who has been chosen 
to show us a new way, a new way to be people of God. How are we doing with that today in this modern age? I wonder if sometimes we are a little bit like those original guests. We've been invited. We've been invited to this banquet, this banquet where we are showered with all these gifts of God. We are given and we are gonna share in this meal soon of the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, that sacrifice made for you and for me because he loves us with a love that we can't even imagine. That's the depth and width of it. Yet sometimes we can be like those, those guests at the beginning of the story, kind of, yeah, meh, yeah, whatever. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna go, cause it's just, I got other stuff to do, you know? Um, and we don't accept that invitation of God. We don't respond to that gift of grace that has been so freely given us. And responding doesn't mean we do good, and I've said it many times, doesn't mean we do good because God says do good. We respond because we are so grateful that God has freely given us God's grace and forgiveness. And we respond in the way that our Philippians tells us. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worth worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing these things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me and the God of peace will be with you. There was division in the church and there were conflict and Paul was reminding them, we gotta keep on doing the things that we're called to do. And that goes for you and me, right? Not because there's some grand scheme of, of being good for God, no. Because as a response to the love that God has given us, we respond by loving our neighbor. We respond by seeking out those places where we see injustice and violence and pain. And we go and step into those places, as hard as it may be, as uncomfortable as it may be. We step into those places knowing that, as the scripture said, the Lord is near. You see, God's there, right in the midst of our communities, and he's calling us to step in, step in with the love that God has given us. Let's respond to God's invitation to step in to the world out there and share with our neighbor the great love that God has given us. In Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Grace on a Mission. Please join us next week as we explore the depth and width of God's love for us. We invite you to visit us at GloriaDayGarland.org.